Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Dr. Ernst. After evaluating millions of pieces of data in the blink of an eye, the Gambletron 2000 says the winner is Cincinnati by 200 points. Why, you worthless hunk of junk. Hey, everybody. Arch here, and it's official. We're doing college football. This is the college football dedicated podcast now. So that's all Panther ever really cares about. That and uh, Lot Lizards. That's all he ever cares about. Look, listen, listen. The Lot Lizards can be hit or miss. Uh, you just, you just really, it's kind of like baseball. You just really don't know what you're going to get. But listen, college football, this is what we live for. This, this is, there, there is no sport out there except maybe you know, soccer over in England or something, but then the pageantry, the, the tailgating, the atmosphere, it's, it's college football season. Like go out and buy a new sound bar for your TV, crank that mother trucker up. It's time to get loud. It's football season kids. Okay. We also have the good doctor with us. We've, we've just been informed has an encyclopedia with him of college football knowledge. What's going on, Dr. Ernst? Yeah, uh, Arch, that's just, uh, that encyclopedia is just in my head, man. So oh, is it? It's, uh, <laughs> I have a wealth of knowledge. I didn't know, I mean, Sex Panthers fired up today. I didn't know he cared that much about college football, but that's good. That's good. Yeah, well, I mean, most Notre Dame fans really aren't. <laughs> they're not really uh-huh. football fans. Listen, listen, you know, we always, you know, Max and I, we always, we, we, we banter a little bit, right, in, in the beginning, and we, we have a little, so I, I told, I told Ernst we were going to do this, all right, I just got done spending a few days with Ernst out in, in, uh, in Vegas, we had a good time, um, but listen, unlike me and Arch or me and Max, I personally know the good doctor, we, we've been friends for a long time, we played poker together, we've gone to Vegas several, several times, the very, very first time we went to Vegas, okay, he, he, he's a single guy, young, good-looking guy, and, and uh, he's going to go out to the club. He's going to go have a good time, and, and he comes back, and he's like, Panther, I closed the deal. Doctor, tell, tell him what closing the deal at the club is like, man. Arch, have you ever heard of – this uh, saying or slogan, it's like a code in Vegas, right? Have you ever heard of anything like this at all? Close the deal? No. What, what does no. it mean? What does it mean? It, it, it's called what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Oh. But apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> apparently not. With sex <laughs> So you just got to be careful. You know, it's like the, the mo- most well-known code code that that there is in life but uh, right. apparently it means means nothing to uh, sex panther so no he doesn't he doesn't but, uh, yeah, he's so hurt he's so hurtful he's so yeah that what happens uh, only applies when actually something happens in vegas look that was a long time ago okay <laughs> all right you, you know what yeah you know what people will care about this morning is college football they don't care no, about your they, sexual habits earns they don't, they don't care about <laughs> <They're with> the, <laughs> okay yeah let's just move on <laughs> all right so that's another opening we can put another notch on the board that's another opening we fucking killed killed so yeah all right so yeah let's look at it we got some games tonight and that's where we'll start. We got, let's see, let's go Wisconsin at South Florida. It opened up 
Wisconsin minus 10 and a half, South Florida plus 10 and a half. And now it's 11. Wisconsin minus 11, South Florida plus 11. Who wants to take it first? Earns? Sure, got it. Uh, yeah, Charlie Strong's in year three, I believe. Uh, they started off pretty good last year. They were 7-0, and then the wheels fell off the wagon. Uh, they they were without the, – they have uh, Barrett, this uh, five-star QB that the, what was at Bama uh, at one point. I think Jalen Hurts beat him out. Uh, he got hurt at the end of the year, so that was probably a reason for the drop-off a little bit. Uh, Wisconsin, this is probably the, the least talented Wisconsin team I've seen in a really long time. So I'm not sure if I'm going to be in, in play here in this one, but I yeah. think if I went one way or the other, I would probably lean towards the uh, South Florida side here. Gotcha. Panther. Yeah, this, is a, this is a very interesting game. So, you know, Wisconsin with Jonathan Taylor – 4,100 yards in his first two years as the starting running back. This guy is uh, set to shatter Wisconsin and possibly NCAA records uh, with a full season here. Um, interesting thing about South Florida, though, is so they bring in Kerwin Bell, uh, who was at uh, Valdosta State, and, and the, he's the new offensive coordinator. Now, Valdosta State was averaging 524 yards a game, 52 points per game to uh, on their way to the division two title. So big change at South Florida. Um, but I think the, the difference here is just that the talent base, Wisconsin can get those big hogs up there uh, in Wisconsin. The line's going to be bigger. They're just going to be faster. I don't feel like 11 is too much. So I'm, I'm kind of like in the Badgers here. I will drop some cabbage on Wisconsin minus 11. All right. Yeah, I'm kind of more in the same boat as Ernst. I, I, I'm not a feeling really strongly about either side. I don't think I'm going to bet it. And I would caution everybody. I know I mentioned this yesterday. This is week one. You know, pace yourselves. Pace yourselves. You don't need to come out of the gate with the full bets uh, on week one necessarily. Kind of Maybe you can wait until week two, week three, before you really start to, uh, you know, open up the wallet. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to lean Wisconsin here, but I'm not going to pull the trigger on that. All right, next up, we got Tulsa. Was it, no, yeah, Tulsa, the Golden Hurricane. Wow, that's a stupid name. But at Michigan State, it opened up with a Tulsa plus 21 and a half, Michigan State minus 21 and a half, and now it's 23 and a half is where we're sitting now. Earns, you're Spartan today? Yeah, 23 and a half. Okay, yeah. but uh, last year they were a 24 point favorite to open the year against Utah State. Utah State gave them everything that they could handle. Uh, had them on the ropes there uh, for a little while before Michigan State was able to pull that one out. So this year, again, they're a big favorite at home uh, against Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa's an interesting team because last year, I think it was the second game of the year, they actually played Texas pretty co close, um, covered the spread against Texas. They only lost by seven, um, and they lost a lot of close games. So Tulsa might be one of those teams that's a little bit better uh, than their record from last year indicated. But I think Michigan State is going to be better than their record last year as well because they've got a lot of guys back on the offensive line. they got the quarterback back and uh, most of the receivers back. So this is a game where, you know, if I had to go one way or the other, I would go with Michigan State just because they're going to be so much better offensively, I believe, this year. But Tulsa's got pretty much everybody back on defense. So it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a tough one to figure, but I'd lean Michigan State. Okay. Panther. Yeah, I mean, I like Michigan State for the win. The thing about Michigan State is I just don't trust them to cover. 
I don't know what it is about their basketball program and their football program, but they just seem to start the season so sluggish. Um, they, they just don't come out firing on all cylinders, and I have a hard time trusting them early in the season. So I'm off this game, but I, I think if somebody held a gun to my head and said, hey, you got to bit this game, I would take Tulsa just because of that many points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, the money and the public are really split. It's like 49-51. I mean, it's right down the middle. It's tough. So, yeah, yeah, I don't like this game either. I'm going to lean Michigan State here. I, yeah, But I just can't bet it. The more I look at it, I just can't bet it. Because, yeah, I'm leaning Michigan State. <laughs> All right, so that's tonight. Let's go to let's go to tomorrow. Let's look at let's say let's see yeah Ohio State, Florida Atlantic. It opened up at twenty seven. Florida Florida Atlantic plus twenty seven. Ohio State minus twenty seven. And now it's twenty seven and a half. Yeah, this is one that uh, I'll definitely probably stay away from as well. Look, Ohio State here is pretty loaded. Um, one of the most loaded teams uh, in the country, especially on defense, just like two or three deep at every position. Um, but, you know, you never know what you're going to get. It's the first game of the year. Are they going to be coming out firing all, on all cylinders? Are they going to show everything? Uh, Florida Atlantic got drilled, I believe. I don't know if it was the last year or the year before by like 50 points against Oklahoma in the opener. So, you know, this is the one that I'm probably going to stay away from. Um, I could see them maybe keeping it a little bit closer. They do have a team that I think is projected to win their conference, um, but uh, I'll probably stay away here. I I actually kind of like this one a, a little bit. I mean, it's, it's right there, that 27 and a half, 28. It's just right there. But Ohio State, there's the questions, right? We got a new head coach although he came from within the program. We've got a new quarterback. Uh, Haskins has gone on to the NFL. And those are two of the things that I always look at at a college team is, you know, a new quarterback. That that always gives me a little bit of pause. But Florida Atlantic last year, when they played ranked teams, they got destroyed, obliterated, wiped off the map. They – just were not competitive. So, you know, that's all we have to go off of is last year. So, look, the, the play is either Ohio State or lay off the game. But at 27 and a half, I'll take the Buckeyes here to come out and show that they're not a different team just because Urban Meyer's gone. Okay, got you in. Man, I hate to I hate to agree with you, but I, I, I have to agree with you. I, I like Ohio State today. I like a minus the 27, or I'm sorry, tomorrow, minus the 27 and a half. I think they can cover it. Um, there's no indication that this is a can any kind of trap at all. It, all they did was just add the hook. That's all they did in Vegas. Um, so, yeah, let's do it. Let's make Ohio State my first bet for this weekend. Wow. Sex Panther and Arch on the same team right there. I know, so. I know. I couldn't believe it. I didn't think he'd do it. That's I got, didn't think he'd do gotta it. Be a, that's got to be a scary feeling. We talked about that, I think, the other day when, when you've got a game you're feeling good about and then Sex, Sex Panther comes in on it as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost like you gotta you got to check your numbers one more time, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, okay, so next up we got South Alabama at Nebraska. 
Opened up 34, you know, the spread was 34. Now it's South Alabama plus 35 and a half. Nebraska minus 35 and a half. This is it. It's time for put up or shut up with Nebraska. Are they for real? Ernst? Yeah, this is uh, Sex Panther's big team here. It's every year, you know. So, um, but uh, I think they, <laughs> I think they may be getting, th- you know, and I don't really know this at all, but they may be getting some uh, tough news on the running back front. Uh, boy, I, I heard something about one of the running running backs and some pornography charges or something. So I'm not sure if he'll he'll be playing uh, the first game of the year or, or what the ramifications are down the road for him, but. Uh, Look, South Alabama is projected to be uh, basically the worst team in the, the Sun Belt Conference. And uh, Nebraska should be much improved over last year. Last year, uh, they kind of opened up in week two, if you remember, because the, the week one game was canceled out. So they were kind of, I think, put in a disadvantage. Uh, they had a true freshman quarterback last year. He's back again. So uh, there's a better chance that they're going to be firing on uh, all cylinders coming out uh, this year, uh, especially the way they started off losing all those games at the beginning of the year last year. So I'll stay away just because it's a large point spread. And I know everybody's on uh, Nebraska public wise mm-hmm. and probably maybe a little bit money wise too. So I feel like I've probably lost a little bit of value there. So I'll stay away. Um, yeah. Okay. Panther. Yeah. I, you know, Nebraska's winning this game. Um, it's just that, that, that line is so big. Um, they've got a this is one of those wait and sees with Nebraska they they trended the right direction in the second half last year it's Scott Frost it's only his second year there um I, I look I do like Nebraska this year to really make uh, a, a big leap forward but I'm still at that wait and see to see what they have so yeah I, I like Nebraska for the win but I'm not putting any money at 36 and a half points so I'm off this game yeah, I'm off this game, too, because I don't know if I necessarily trust Nebraska on the same level that you do, Panther. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have to sit this one out. Money in public, as Ern said, are on Nebraska. Lines moving in the right direction. No indication that the Sharps have any kind of, you know, any kind of play in you know going on here. So uh, I'm going to sit this one out. All right. We got Duke at Alabama. Duke opened up 32 and a half. Alabama minus 32 and a half. And that's where it sits now. No line movement at all. Yeah, initially for me, I wanted to come in here uh, on Duke. Um, Alabama has had some recent uh, bad news. A couple linebackers, a running back, maybe more than one running back uh, are going to be out, I think, for the season. More porn? And, uh, <laughs> what was that one? I said more porn? Uh, no, I think it, I think these are just injuries. This isn't the Nebraska program here, Arch. Mm. So if you um, watch porn aggressively enough, it could be injury related. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, this is a neutral site game in uh, Atlanta and uh, it got bet up. Uh, I think it opened at around 30. Uh, There's no Daniel Jones this year for, for Duke. uh, But cut cliff usually has his quarterback uh, operating pretty well. They did lose a a receiver that was supposed to be pretty good. Um, Duke lost a ton of guys on defense at the end of the year, and they didn't play well defensively last year. A lot of those guys are back. You know, a couple of captains were out at the end of last year. Those guys are back. So I'm kind of looking towards the under here because I think Duke's going to be better defensively than people think they are. And also, Alabama didn't have as good a showing defensively as they 
as they wanted to at the end of the last year. So I think they come out a little bit more fired up on the defensive end, and maybe we see a, an under the total here. Mm. Panther. Well, Alabama's defense is going to have to be better because the second half last year, they were not good at all. Um, and that's not, we're not even talking about the, the ass thrashing they took in the championship game, but, you know, they gave up 34 to Oklahoma, 28 to Georgia, 21 to Auburn. And it's, that's not very Alabama like uh, to give up that many points, albeit to, to really good teams, you know, Duke, they're just one of those teams that just kind of hang around um, can sometimes shock you, but you know, the typically your six and six kind of team. I really want to take Duke here with, with the points. A um, couple of factors. I, I like Duke as their offense is good enough to put up some points. I don't trust Alabama's defense. And there's kind of a respect factor here is that if Saban were to get up big enough, I think he's, he's got uh, enough respect for uh, David Cutcliffe over at Duke that he won't run up the score. So I think there's, it's it, it's just hovering at that really dangerous number. Alabama's going to win this game going away, but I think it could be closer just because he calls off the dogs. I I want to take Duke, but just I can't really pull the trigger. I, I'm off this game. Yeah, I think you both make good points. I think the under is something to look at, and if it if it's going under, then I really like Duke a lot plus the points. So uh, yeah, you know I'm going to take Duke here plus the points. 32 and a half. I'm going to do it. Wow. Just, All right. that, that lack of line movement over the week has kind of scared me too. So uh, with the majority of money in public, obviously on Bama, no line movement. I'll take a flyer here. I'll take two plus of points. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how uh, conservative Alabama is uh, playing against this game and how good Duke's defense is. So it could be yeah. a good setup. Hopefully, hopefully. All right. We're going to look at Northwestern at Stanford. Northwestern opened up six and a half and that's where it is again. Uh, yeah, it's Northwestern plus six and a half, Stanford minus six and a half. Yeah, I, I just, I'm not a huge um, David Shaw backer or believer. Um, last year, though, I think was due to a little bit of uh, uh, some injuries. Um, their their subpar performance on the season. So they did uh, get a, a bowl win against uh, Pittsburgh, I believe, to close the year. This year, they're just hoping to be a little bit more healthy. Um, I just don't know how much I trust them. Uh, Northwestern coming off the big year last year. Uh, coming into this year, a new quarterback. And uh, all in all, I'm probably going to stay out of this one just because I think Stanford at this point is the team that probably should get it done. Um, but I'm, I'm going to have to wait and see a little bit more on whether David Shaw can kind of uh, – make a comeback here in a year that he should, you know, do a little bit better than he did last year. They didn't have Bryce Love. The big hype was, you know, he's a big Heisman favorite last year, and he ended up being hurt for most of the year. So I got to give him a, a little bit of a break there. So maybe uh, Stanford could come back with a little better year this year. So I'll stay away from this one for now. All right. Panther? Yeah, so speaking of Heisman favorites, this guy's name has not come up yet. Uh, but you want to you, you want to pay attention. Isaiah Bowser, the running back for Northwestern, when he got plugged in as a true freshman last year, he was damn near unstoppable. And now Northwestern gets to put him back there. 
for a full year. This team was just absolutely phenomenal last year, including that big win over the Utes of Utah uh, in their bowl game. So they they lost Ohio State, no no crime there, but they beat Iowa, they beat Minnesota, they beat Illinois, they beat Utah. Um, Northwestern is not getting the love that they deserve. Uh, I'm rallying my mafia. I know you guys are looking for some of these games, and if there's a value play, this is the one. I am money lining this game, Northwestern, for the outright win. Whoa, what is the money line on here? Let's see. One eighty-five. I'm showing. Let's see. I gotta pull that up. I'm not. I'm not. Re- I'm never ready for the, your your curveballs, <laughs> man. Never ready for your curveballs. Northwestern is, yeah, 186, plus 26. You can get plus 210 over five dimes. Wow. Okay. There you go. Good job. Oh, I'm off this game, by the way. I just don't, I don't like it. I'd be tempted to take Stanford here because of the majority of the money and the public coming out of Northwestern and no line movement. Ooh, that seems like Stanford's play to my mind, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to lay off. I'm already betting too many games. We're good. Yeah. yeah North Northwestern's not that uh, sleeper team this year after that, uh, Big Ten title game last year and the win over Utah on the bowl. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if Northwestern's the value team here in this game. So all right. There it is. You called the mafia, the money line mafia. We can't call it the run line mafia anymore. All right. Yeah. So we got Syracuse. Liberty. Syracuse opened up minus 18. Liberty plus 18. Or that I'm sorry, that's where it's at right now. Turns. Yeah, Syracuse is going to be without their um, – they, they had, I believe, a four-year starting quarterback, and he racked up uh, a lot of uh, Syracuse, or at least a few Syracuse records. So they're going to have a new guy in at uh, quarterback this year. Liberty has head coach Hugh Freeze. You know, he was um, – you know, he's probably one of the best coaches in the country. Um this was back when old, he was at Old Miss, and they knocked off uh, Alabama at least once. I think they might have knocked him off twice. And uh, he ends up getting fired from uh, Old Miss for, for whatever reasons. Now he's at Liberty starting over again. So I'm not really um, wanting to necessarily go come out betting against him um, <laughs> in this game. But uh, So I'm, I'm going to stay off, just kind of wait and see how this whole thing uh, plays out. But um, right. Syracuse, yeah, gonna gonna have to find another quarterback this year. So we'll see. All right, Panther. Yeah, this one. If anything, I think that line feels a little light. I mean, Liberty just just not exactly a household name. Syracuse is still living, I think, off of that near miss upset of Clemson last year. Um, they were a good team last year, uh, very good team. Um, so, that, you know, 18 really feels kind of light, but um, I, I still like it. Uh, you know, Hugh Freeze is an excellent coach, but Liberty's not going to bring in the talent that a, a real Division One school is going to bring in. So I, I like Syracuse here minus the 18. Okay. I'm not crazy about this line at all. I'm just not. <clears throat> it's the public and the money are, are clearly on Syracuse. So it's, it's moving in the right direction. But, yeah, I, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it at all. Panther, was that a bet or are you just leaning that way? Well, that's a bet. Oh, there we go. Okay. There we go. All right. So next up, we've got Middle Tennessee and Michigan. 
let's see. This one actually has some significant movement here. Middle Tennessee opened up plus 31, Michigan minus 31. And now it's Middle Tennessee plus 34 and a half, Michigan minus 34 and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving uh, Harbaugh the benefit of the doubt one more year. Uh, so I think they're the best team probably in the Big Ten. And uh, Middle Tennessee coming off, I think, uh, what was another disappointing season for them. I think they were 7-6 and six last year. But I think Middle Tennessee, it, it just depends. Obviously, if Michigan wants to show up on week one and play, they're going to be able to beat Middle Tennessee State probably by but what, whatever they want to beat them by. Uh, but I'm not sure that's the case here. So uh, I'll stay away. Uh, they, uh, Michigan does have a lot of new uh, faces on defense. And uh, so I'll just kind of sit back and watch, uh, see how that goes. Uh, Middle Tennessee is going to have a new quarterback. Uh, Brent Stock still was there last year. He was the, the son of the head coach. Uh, now he's gone. I think he started for three or four years there. So they've got another quarterback coming in. So a lot, a lot of things to, to watch and see here. Yeah, yeah. Panther? Uh, okay, first off, we do not say the M word in my presence. Um, that is that is an absolute no-no. Money? Uh, look, yeah, that one too. If Middle Tennessee could channel their inner Appalachian State, that would really just make my opening weekend. Um, <laughs> but I kind of need the whores of Ann Arbor to kind of win out until uh, the mighty Irish uh, come knocking on the door. That's a lot of points you know, the Wolverines have so – I mean, look, last their last two games, they got just ran out of the building. The Buckeyes and the Gators just bitch-slapped them in the next week. And so they need to rally. And, you know, Harbaugh, you know, he just comes out of the gate early, uh, looking pretty good. I expect them to look pretty good here. But I'm not betting this game because I don't trust them. Hmm. I'll trust him. Actually, I will. I like it. I, I know it's a lot. 34 and a half is a lot, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a, take a, take it there. I'm going to take Michigan minus the points. All right. Next up, we've got, let's see here. I lost my place. Of course I did. I lost my place. There it is. Miami of Ohio at Iowa. It's uh, Miami of Ohio plus 22, Iowa minus 22. Yeah, I think uh, Miami of Ohio, uh, they're going to have a new quarterback this year, so I'm not sure how good he's going to be. They've been trending up over the last, uh, I think, four years or so. I don't know if they had a winning record or not. I think they might have gotten the six wins last year. Um, But a team that uh, has been trending up under uh, Chuck Martin, I believe it is, the coach there. Iowa, a team that really had the table set for them, to win the uh, their their uh, division of the Big Ten last year for what is it the West I guess and uh, they basically choked uh, four games away they had Penn State beat they had uh, Wisconsin beat uh, they had uh, a couple other teams beat uh, came down to the fourth quarter in every game and they choked those games away so Iowa was a lot better last year than their record indicated but they did come away with a big bowl win. Uh, so this year, uh, in this game, um, you know, I'm not uh, – again, this is one of those games. It's his first game of the year. I could see it going either way. Uh, certainly Iowa has the talent to beat uh, Miami of Ohio um, by more than the uh, the spread there. But my, my, Miami of Ohio isn't the worst team in the MAC anymore. So, Well, there you go. 
Panther, what do you got? Yeah, I, I blew right past this game. I didn't yeah. even give it a look. I don't – yeah, Miami, Ohio did go 6-6 six and six last year. They won five of their last seven games. So they came on strong. But the Hawkeyes, there is not one game. I don't give a shit who the opponent is. The Iowa can beat them. Iowa can lose to them. Like, I just – that is a the most bipolar team ever in college football. I don't trust them with money on any game. So I am absolutely off this game. Yeah, I don't have a good feel for this one either. So I'm off this one too. All right. Georgia Southern LSU. Georgia Southern plus 27. LSU minus 27. Opened at 26. All right. Yeah. What what uh, kind of uh, team are we going to see from LSU uh, this year? We should have uh, a lot of wide receivers out there. So I, I don't typically get involved in a lot of these, as you can tell, where there's these big spreads, you know, big team versus little guy. Um, but uh, LSU is loaded. Uh, it's a huge mismatch game. And uh, the thing you got to maybe consider here is LSU has Texas on deck next week, right? So uh, what are we going to see from LSU? Uh, I'm not sure. Georgia Southern's pretty good. They had a 10-win season. They got their quarterback back. From what I understand, he got into a little bit of trouble, but I believe he's back and and, and, and starting uh, Shy Wirtz. Um, and I think they won a bowl game last year. So uh, last year, they lost to Clemson 38-7, uh, to which I think was right around where the spread was. Uh, and um, they, they lost the year before that to Auburn 41-7, to which was right around uh, where the spread was. So you know, this could go either way. Um, I would probably be on LSU here, if not for the fact that what, what's probably scaring me here is that under Ed Orgeron, LSU had a loss to a Sunbelt team, Troy, a couple years ago, if you remember. So that's probably <laughs> what's keeping me off of, uh, you know, <laughs> coming in on LSU here against another Sunbelt team. But, you know, LSU certainly loaded here. All right. Panther? Yeah, LSU's winning this game. Um, th- their three losses last year was to a, a, a good-ranked Florida team, Alabama, and Texas A&M. So LSU is is the LSU that we're familiar with. Um, you know, fluky loss a couple years ago, like Ernst mentioned. But they're winning this game. Um, you know, historically, you go back to the Les Miles days, they, they've always had one of the top-tier defenses, and now Ed Orgeron is bringing in a team that can actually score, put points on the board. I fully expect LSU to cover this game, but I'm going to sit back and watch it just to make sure I'm off. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and surprisingly, the money in the public, are this is one of the more split matchups we're seeing. I mean, the majority is on LSU both sides, but not by much. So, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of indecision out there. I'm off this one, too. All right, Georgia Vanderbilt. Georgia minus 22, Vanderbilt plus 22, opened at 20. Yeah, 22 is a lot of points. Uh, last year, Vanderbilt was actually a pretty good team. Um, I feel like I didn't want to give them credit last year, but when I kind of sat back and looked at it, I mean, they played uh, Notre Dame really tough. I think they had a, a win in the last game of the year over Tennessee. And uh, they got to uh, a bowl game, I believe, again. So that was uh, that's a big deal for Vanderbilt. Uh, this year, Vanderbilt is going to be, I think, down a lot from where they were last year. 
the quarterback, Shermer, he's the son of uh, one of the NFL coaches or NFL assistant coaches. He was there at Vanderbilt last year, and he was a really good quarterback. He's going to be gone this year for Vanderbilt. And uh, Georgia is absolutely loaded. Uh, their offensive line is ridiculous. They got Jake Fromm, and their defense is loaded. So uh, maybe I'd probably look towards Georgia here because there's they're, they're such a talent disparity. Uh, but I'll possibly stay off. Okay. Panther? Yeah, if anything, I feel like this line is kind of light. Uh, Georgia did whack Vanderbilt last year, 41-13. to 13. Um, Vanderbilt did go 6-6 six and six and made a bowl game, but damn near everybody makes a bowl game anymore. You almost have to be 2-10 and 10 to not make a bowl game anymore. So, well, is that and, a and shot it, at the Jayhawks? Is that a shot at the Jayhawks? <laughs> I mean, if the shoe fits, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, look, I – it just feels really, really light um, that that uh, Georgia is only a 22-point favorite, and here they are, a national title favorite. So this is a warm-up game. Um, you know, Vander, uh, Georgia has uh, the Irish coming to town um, in a couple weeks. So they – I think they use this game uh, as the, the kind of warm-up game it, it should be. I'll take the Bulldogs minus the 22. Mm. Yeah, it does feel a little weird, doesn't it? It does feel a little light. And for that reason alone, it kind of scared me off of it. I'm, I'm not going to touch it. All right. This is with vast majority money public on Georgia, by the way. So the line is moving in the right direction. It probably should be moving. Gotcha. Yeah. Arch, are you going to be watching less is more this year? Is that the name <laughs> of the show? I think uh, so. I think so. Yeah. I think it just premiered or, or it is in a couple of days or something like that. So. Yeah. No. He, he's an entertaining, entertaining guy, Les Miles. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's something. <laughs> <laughs> Putting Kansas football on the map. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. This is the one I'm most interested in. Oregon, Auburn. It's uh, Auburn minus four, Oregon plus four. Yeah. The big, the, the premier game of uh, yeah. week one. Uh, so this has gone up a little bit. It was two and a half, three. I don't know if it's still out there uh, at any places at that number. But, I can't uh, see. I'm looking be at a, all the online sports books. It's it's four across the board. Uh, so Auburn's really taking some uh, some money here, I guess. Uh, it's a neutral site game in Arlington, Texas. It's the Pac-12 SEC showdown game here. So this is the best conference, which is um, versus – the worst conference, right? So the Pac-12 hasn't been getting any teams in the playoffs. So it's a big game for the Pac-12, and maybe they want to prove something here. Uh, but uh, I think Auburn's the better team here, and Gus Malzahn is, from what I understand, going to be calling the plays. They are they are starting a true freshman quarterback, uh, Bo Nix, and I think he's pretty good. So... I think Auburn's going to be able to score some points here. And uh, this offensive line for Oregon is supposed to be pretty much the best in the nation. So Oregon should be able to score some points here as well, even though Auburn's defense is getting a lot of, uh, a lot of hype this year, especially that defensive line. Uh, so we'll see. So I'm kind of looking in this game to go a little bit on the over, I think that's what I'm going to get to. I don't. Now that the game's gone up to four, I don't think I'm going to be coming in on Auburn because I think 
Oregon's got a really good team. They can keep it close. Uh, but mainly this is based on, I just think, with Gus Malzahn calling the plays, I think he's got the quarterback that he wants now. And I think Auburn's going to be able to put some points on the board. And, and Oregon's going to be able to, too. So, Okay. Panther? You know, the interesting thing, I think Gus Malzahn's on the hot seat for the fourth year in a row. And, you know, year <laughs> in and year out. It's, look, if, if Auburn fans – or, or administration, whoever runs Gus Malzahn out, um, they're just stupid, okay? Gus Malzahn is a really, really good coach, and you're in a really, really good conference. You've got to be LSU. You're on the wrong side of a really good conference. You've got to be Alabama. You've got to be LSU. Um, you know, sometimes these Mississippi schools show up. It, it just, it's, it's a tough gig, and yet he's always on the hot seat. So now he's going to take over play-calling duties, which he probably should have done a long time ago. That's his forte. He's an offensive coordinator. He's, he is a creationist. He is, uh, he, he's just a really good coach. I like Malzahn, but freshman quarterback, like the good doctor said, uh, Oregon comes in with Herbert uh, returning as the starter. Uh, one of the favorites to be a top quarterback in next year's NFL draft. Oregon's got a lot to prove here because, you know, like he said, the PAC 12 does not get, a lot of love, uh, particularly when we get down to playoff time. Uh, they, they can't seem to get that nod. And Oregon's not even the favorite to win the conference. Utah is. Uh, th this is a huge game. Uh, I, I want Oregon to win just to create some relevancy for their conference and for the program. But, look, I don't have a great feel for this game. I, I have to lay off of it. When Ern said, wow, there must be a lot of money coming on Auburn, there isn't. There isn't a lot of money coming in on Auburn. The majority of the money and the majority of the public are both on Oregon. Wow. So, interesting. Yeah. So for that alone, I'm going to take Auburn minus four. And hopefully that I'm following the sharps and I'm not following a little trap that they're setting. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I'm going to jump right into it though, man, for sure. Give me Auburn minus the four. I'll do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Can't, can't believe I actually agree with a lot of things Six Panthers saying there. So. It's scary. Well, only, only thing about Auburn is, is they lose a couple games that they should win. That's probably why Malzahn's on the hot seat. Like that, the UCF game, bowl game that they lost and then mm -hmm. uh, losing to LSU last year, and then they, they lost to Tennessee last year. So there's some games that they should have won that they lost, but that's probably why he's on the hot seat. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. <clears throat> so we got Louisiana Tech at Texas, and then the line is 20 and a half. Texas minus 20 and a half, losing in Texas. <laughs> Any strong feelings about it? Or should we just kind of skip over it? <laughs> what was the line again? 20 and a half. Yeah, I mean, Texas has LSU next week, right? So, I mean, just, just take a look at that. And, you know, Texas is obviously pretty good. But, you know, they, they could be looking, uh, looking to the next week, so. It could be. And I will say this is interesting enough. Louisiana Tech has all the money and all the public or yeah, all the money and the cash on their on their side. So and the line's not moving. This is so this is really weird. This is a really weird setup here. Yeah, Skip Skip Holtz, I believe, there at, at Louisiana Tech, if I'm not mistaken. So he's been a pretty good coach for them. So Okay. Panther? Yeah, so Texas is my um my my long shot sleeper if you will, playoff team. I, I they've really, really uh, come along nicely uh, under um, Tommy Boy down there. And I look, they they got Angler as their their quarterback for the third year in a row. I I really, really like Texas. If anything, twenty points seems kind of light, but uh, yeah, I'm jumping on this one. Give me the Longhorns. Really, okay. really, 
Wow. Okay. No, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad play. I'm just saying it's a very interesting play because there's hardly any cash coming in on Texas. It's uh, everything's on Louisiana. Tech. <laughs> it's just, yeah, this is a scary one. I'm not going to touch this one and uh, yeah, at all. All right. So uh, we've got New Mexico state, Washington state earns anything about this one. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 32. No. The line is 32. No, not really. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think Washington state's going to probably be a little bit down this year, but not going to be an action in this one to start off. Okay. Yeah. Same. I mean, as long as Mike Leach is there, they're going to, they're going to score points. I, they're going to give up points too. That's just the way his teams play. I, I can't, I don't have a good vibe. I got to see what happens here. I think Washington state wins this game, but man, 32 points. That's a lot of points. It is. And in fact, all the money is coming on New Mexico. It's up over 90% coming in on New Mexico, which means the line movement is correct. It went from 34 to 32. So you want to keep an eye out for I, that one, but I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that because uh, I think Bob Davies probably going to turn that around at least a little bit there. And I think he had a lot of breaks go against him last year. So that, that, that doesn't surprise me. Okay. So let's see what's next up. We've got uh, Idaho Penn state. I don't really have much info other than, than Idaho plus 39 and a half Penn state minus 39. Penn State's loaded, and uh, I don't think the losing of Trace McSorley is going to hurt them that much at the quarterback position. So I think they're going to be pretty good. It's just a matter if they want to come out and put those uh, points up on the board uh, in this game. I'll probably lean to them uh, doing that. Uh, last year they started off slow against App State. I think they almost lost that game. So maybe they don't take anybody for granted this year. I'd probably lean towards Penn State. Okay. Panther? Yeah, I, I... – I mean, I think Penn State wins this game. That's just so many points. Um, but, God, isn't isn't Vandals, right? The Idaho Vandals, isn't that like one of the greatest names in sports? Like, how <laughs> yeah, do you go against the Vandals? I think they should maybe leave their, you know, logo or something in the locker room. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm off this game. Okay. Northern Iowa, Iowa State, 19 and a half is the spread here. And I don't really have much information because there's not a lot of, it looks like it just got posted really not too long ago. I'm, I'm, I'm going against Iowa state uh, this year, probably in some certain spots. I don't know if I'm going to in this game, because I don't know much about the opponent, but uh, Iowa state's lost a couple of really good skilled players. Uh, Akeem Butler at the receiver and Montgomery at the running back. Both of those guys will be doing pretty good things in the NFL. So I think they're going to be down a little bit this year, but can't go in this game because I don't know too much about the opponent. All right. I think we're closing out Saturday, aren't we? Is that, there's no more top 25s on Saturday, are there? We didn't. Uh, I don't know if we got the, uh, is uh, Boise State, Florida State. Uh, oh shit. Did I miss that one? Let's see. I believe so. Because that is yeah. kind of probably a bigger one. Yeah, there was two, two games uh, by unranked opponents that I kind of want to touch on and that definitely sure, is one yeah, of them. Let's do it. Take it. It's six and a half. Yeah. Six so, and a half. yeah, yeah I've, I've seen six and a half and seven. Um, look, Florida State, did, I mean, the name is the name, but good God, last year they were horrible and they were demolished by ranked teams. Um, this game's been moved from Jacksonville to Tallahassee mm -hmm. because of a hurricane. Um, the line was five and now it's six and a half because of the move technically a, a home game for Florida state, but look, they were really, really bad last year against mediocre and ranked teams. It's almost criminal. that Boise state's not ranked here. Um, this is another, I think I find enough value here. This is another money line play for me. Um, I want Boise state. 
Okay. Ernst? Yeah, I think, I mean, Florida State's absolutely loaded, okay? And uh, I think their quarterback's going to be better. James Blackman is going to be playing. He's he's an upgrade from DeAndre Francois that they had last year. I don't know why he didn't play, but Florida State was an epic disaster last year. It was painful watching him play some of the things that they did last year. Uh, close game against Samford, uh, destroyed by Syracuse, uh, destroyed by Florida at the end of the year, destroyed by Notre Dame. Um, so I think they're going to be a lot better this year just because they have so much talent. So, you know, maybe Willie Taggart, you know, gets some, uh, gets some things tied up and squared away this year. Uh, Boise State, I, I think their trajectory in the long run is probably going to be going down. Under Brian Hartson, they've, they've done pretty good. They had another 10-win season last year. They had 11 wins the year before, 10 before that. But I'm wondering if they stayed afloat because of uh, Brett Rippon, the quarterback. He was, I think, a four-year starter there. And uh, maybe he just kind of kept them afloat. And I think they're going to be just a, a tick down this year. And so if I had to go one way or the other, I would probably go Florida State here. Okay. Yeah, I'm off this game. I, I hate it when they move games and everything gets weird. So yeah, I'm just going to sit this one out. What else did you like, Panther, that you wanted to touch on? As far as- uh, you know – so Ole Miss is uh, taking on Memphis and, you know, the uh, self-proclaimed best conference in the nation is an underdog. Uh, that, that just, I, I'm kind of, I'm, I keep digging, I keep looking, trying to find something and I, I really can't make any sense of it. Um, Memphis, you know, the, the other five conference, if you will, um, Minus four and a half at home. It just, I think there's enough value to take Ole Miss here. I'm not in love with the game, but I think the talent discrepancy, Ole Miss should have better talent. So I'm liking Ole Miss, um, but I just, I had it chalked down here to see what you guys thought about it. Uh, Ern, you got a take on this one? Yeah, this is a really weird one for me. Uh, Memphis, eight and six last year. Look, they played UCF in the championship game for the AAC for the second year in a row, and they blew it for the second year in a row. And I think they they, they blew the game against UCF during the regular season uh, one of these years as well. So they've never been able to get it done. They were actually 5-3 and three in the conference and only shared their division conference title last year uh, with Tulane, who had a big game uh, last night. And uh, I forget the other team. Tulane actually beat Memphis, and they had the same conference record, but Memphis got the nod for the championship game due to some tiebreaker rules. So I'm not huge on Memphis, uh, and I think it's a lot of points. Uh, Everyone seems to be pretty high on Memphis this year. Talent-wise, overall, Mississippi has better players. It's a huge rivalry game. These schools are actually located only about an hour apart, and there's probably some guys that are playing for Memphis that didn't get uh, scholarship offers at uh, Mississippi. So maybe that plays into it. I'll stay off of it, but I, I kind of agree with uh, Sex Panther in this. There is a, a talent discrepancy here in this game. So we'll see. Yeah, the public is on Memphis and the, mon- the money's on Ole Miss, which perfectly explains the it's, line movement. It's a lot of points. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's tempted. I'm tempted to take Ole Miss. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a flag on this one. I want to see how the line moves closer to, to closer to kickoff because if it keeps getting worse for Ole Miss, I might, you know, I might take a flyer on them. Yeah, I, I sat next to a guy in Vegas the other day and had an Ole Miss shirt on, and, 
And so, of course, I had to, you know, get his take on it. Yeah. And uh, he, he sent me, well, Memphis is favorite in the game. And then I told him, I looked it up, and I saw that it was six. And I said, yeah, they're a, I said, uh, Ole Miss is a six-point dog. And he, he kind of looked at me with a weird look and said, wow, that's a lot of points. But I don't <laughs> even think he, ex- <laughs> he expected it to be that much. But, yeah, it's yeah. a lot. It's interesting. All right. Anything else should we touch on or should we go over to I got, I got I got one more. Okay. And I don't know if I'm going to do this every week, but this is going to be my what the fuck game of the week. Oh, okay. Um, what the fuck? West Virginia is a seven-point favorite to James Madison. Seven? At home? What the fuck? Somebody explain this to me. Wow. Well, JMU is one of the best. Uh, <laughs> JMU is, I believe, one of the best uh, FCS programs out there. And West Virginia just lost everything. One of my favorite co- coaches is, is Dana Holgerson, and I believe he's just in that coaching tree of Mike Leach. Mike Leach is probably my favorite coach of all time. <laughs> but um, Holgerson's now at uh, Houston, and Troy Neal from – or um, Neal, I forget his first name, but comes in from Troy – and he lost, you know, he doesn't have Will, Will Greer, and there's about three big-time receivers that they don't have anymore. I think they lost some, some on the defensive side of the ball. So West Virginia, by all accounts, looks to be well down from the Big 12 contending team they were last year. So that's probably why. And, and JMU's a good team. So this uh, makes me kind of want to take a look a little bit at JMU. Uh, but I probably won't get involved. All right. So we are going to flip over to Sunday night, right? Sunday night? Is it Sunday days? Sunday night. Sunday Prime night. Yes. Houston, Oklahoma. We got Houston plus 23, Sooners minus 23. Anybody? I would lean uh, Oklahoma here. Uh, I think they just have too much talent. They should be better on the de- defensive side of the ball this year. And uh, should be okay offensively. Offensive line's probably going to be uh, not as good as it was last year, but I think they just had too much talent, and their defense is probably going to be better this year. So I think Houston's going to be pretty good, but maybe not just in this game coming right out of the gate. Maybe look under the total here, uh, because I think Houston's going to be better defensively uh, than they were last year. Okay. Panther? Uh, the over-under is 80. 80! Fucking <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, we, everybody knows the Big 12 doesn't play defense, but God damn, 80 points. Um, look, all eyes are on Jalen Hurts, right? That, that's going to be the story. They're going to say his name from beginning to end. Jalen Hurts this, Jalen Hurts that. Um, but look, this is not this is not a 23-point game. I'm sorry. Uh, I will take Houston and that uh, three touchdowns and a safety. All right. There you go. Majority of money, not even close. Majority of public, not even close on Houston. Line's moving in the right direction, so there you go. OU should not cover this game, according to them. Wow. Yeah, very interesting. Are All you right. going to be on that one, Arch? Oh, I like Oklahoma, but that's a lot of points. That is a lot of points. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I really like Oklahoma, though. I'm going to have to sit this one out. All right. So final game. We saved this for last. Notre Dame, Louisville. It opened up Notre Dame minus 20, Louisville plus 20. And now it's Notre Dame minus 18, Louisville plus 18. Well, Louisville was just a disaster last year. Uh, I think they lost a game against Florida State that they had in the bag, and they just did something really stupid 
I think it was like the third or fourth game of the year. And they ended up dropping that game. And after that, the wheels just fell off the the wagon. I think Petrino is his name, was the coach. He's He had success there before, but uh, now they have uh, Satterfield coming in from Appalachian State. So the coaching is probably going to be pretty good. They probably have some decent talent. In, and uh, Notre Dame, you know, had a lot of close games last year. There's the Northwestern game. There was the Pittsburgh game, the Vandal game. So there's a ball <laughs> Ball State game was a close game at home, like eight points. So, you know, I think Louisville is going to be better than Ball State. I mean, you know, we'll see. I, I, I think I probably agree with the line move. Uh, so, we'll see. Panther, this is this is this is Ern. What the fuck? This is Ern's being a troll. Okay, this he's going to do this all season long. Every time we talk about Notre Dame, he's going to bring up the close games and almost this. And man, it's um, I, I feel like I'm getting stabbed in the back already by a really good friend. It's some horse shit. Louisville, fifty-six to ten, fifty-two to ten, fifty-four to twenty-three, seventy-seven to sixteen. Are you kidding me? This, this new coach, new quarterback. What did they bring in? freaking mother Teresa, you can't put gold on shit. It's still shit. Notre Dame's winning this game, going away, bring on Georgia. Okay. You think mother Teresa would be a good quarterback? Is that what you're saying? Man, could. <laughs> we, we, have, we, have, we have a grotto. <laughs> Public is hey. on Notre Dame hard. Money is yeah. Just ever so slightly on Louisville. So the line movement, I guess, is correct. It seems like a lot. Two point shift for that, yeah, for that, but it it is correct. Sex Panther. Hey, I, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, hey, Ball State was a good team last year. I don't I'm not sure if they made a bowl game, but um, you know, they're a good road team too. So and that's a big rivalry game because both those schools are in Indiana. So it's uh an eight point game with Ball State last year, you know. It makes sense. Okay. Yeah, for, for, for the record, we shipped that quarterback down to Central Florida, okay? Uh, Wimbush was there for Ball State. We now have Ian Book, a full season of Ian Book. Um, yeah, take your Ball State trolling, and you know what you can do with it there, buddy. <laughs> I don't think Ian Book gets it done this year. Oh, haters, the haters in full force. Wrap this shit up, Arch. Let's do it. Yeah, man. So this was a long episode. Uh, If you actually listened to the whole thing, wow, kudos to you. I had a hard time sitting through it myself. My butt is numb. My feet are tingling. I may be having a heart attack. I don't know. Is it feet or arms? I can't remember. Okay, thanks for your help, guys. I'm fucking dying (laughs) here. Thanks for your help. Feet. Mm. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to have to drive to the emergency room and chew some aspirin or something. So. Arch, right. do you, there, are you a coffee drinker? Do you, are you drink sipping coffee? I, I, I oh, yeah. picture oh, you yeah. right now just like you got your cup of coffee and you're just kind of like, you know, are you, are you, you just get up, getting up and around this morning or what? Oh, yeah. How's that work? Well, yeah, I had to do an earlier podcast where I had to listen to Sex Panther rant about baseball. Oh, and my now, God. I sit here and do, do an hour for this. I've been spending 90 minutes yeah. with this fool. Right. <laughs> well, it just, just remember if you're, if you want the Notre Dame game, uh, well, you know, for the future, we'll put the Notre Dame game at the end. So you can fast forward to the end if you want the Notre Dame stuff. There you go. So. There you go. 
<laughs> All right, so that's it. It's long. We'll, probably, we'll, try, we'll try and tighten it up. We need to shake the rust off. We'll tighten it up next week. But uh, that's it. Panther, why don't you take us home, man? Oh, my God. Panther taking us home. Listen, I'm not Max. So I don't know how to do all this all. Get on Discord. Get on Twitter. Get on Facebook. Look, we're out there. We're absolute sports betting degeneracy. Find us. Like us. Comment. Tell us how great we are. Five stars. Thumbs up. Whatever it is. Just give us a positive something, even though we got the doctor and, you know, he kind of rains on the Notre Dame parade. But listen, it's football season. This is what we've been waiting. This is what we suffered through four months of baseball. We finally get a little breath of heaven. So tell us what you think of the show. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you're betting on. But when it's all said and done, kids. Make some money, fools! Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.